Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. We're not doing the back and forth thing, Chris. Cut it out. And uh, we hope to provide a moment of sanity in the part of busy life. <laughs> hey guys, Chris said he was going to wing the, the a new intro, and he 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 won it. That's for sure. I said I'd take the lead. Thanks to Alob for the intro music. This is Matt Rice. We've been in ministry for a while, and we are jumping in to uh, today's episode. So, Matt, how's it going? Good, Chris. How's your day been? It was miserable. Miserable. Um, Today had, was miserable? Yeah, I had everything lined up. Everything was perfect. And then all of a sudden, kids get out the door, and I got to take my two uh, boys to preschool, and I can't find the car keys. Oh, no. That's not and fun. And I look, I look everywhere. So... <laughs> My boys got to school in a running stroller. I just tossed them in the running stroller, ran them the two miles to their preschool, ran home, and then searched. And 45 minutes later, I found found the car keys. And it was just... What a bad start to a day. A little piece of plastic. I was ahead of the schedule. The boys were going to be five minutes early to school, which nearly never happens. So So. today was the second day in a row that I was taking the kids to school in the morning. Wesley had to go to the hospital and do different things, you know, just so you all know, she works in the hospital. She didn't need to go to the hospital. Also, uh, Wesley is his wife. That's right. That, that, yeah, true. Thanks. Um, so I uh, was taking the, the kids to school. And the second day in the row, I forgot Isaac's backpack. So I got all the way there, dropped him off, had to come back home, go back over there, drop him off. And it makes I make it sound like it's so far away, but it's like really half a mile. <laughs> so I'm, I'm throwing a pity party for having to drive an extra half mile. Sorry, guys. It's the walk of shame that you had to make again yeah. back yeah. into the school with your son's bag. That's right. It's so funny. But that'll all be done for a little bit soon because you guys don't have a... Do you guys call it Christmas break or winter break? I know it's a Catholic school. I mean, we call it Christmas break. I don't know if the school call when the school calls it. I'm sure they call it a Christmas break. Sure, sure, so, sure. All of us are looking at that. So that's what we got coming up. We're you know, heading into that Advent season. It's going to be a time of parties, a time of rest, hopefully. Um, and this is a good time for us to think about how we invest in our volunteers. Regardless of what kind of ministry you lead, you probably have volunteers. If you don't, then you need to check into doing something differently and bring in some volunteers. Right, Chris? Well, yeah, but most <laughs> ministries end up taking some sort of a break or a slowdown uh, around the Christmas, New Year's time. And that actually creates a unique opportunity for us to minister differently as ministry leaders. You know, hopefully we're ministering alongside some people, ministry volunteers, but how do we pour into them? How do we use this time um, in a way that pours into them? When they're not pouring into others, right? And so what? that's what we're discussing today. What exactly does that look like and uh, and why is that necessary? Yeah, I mean, and how do you end your semesters? And this may also go into how do you, you know, begin your semesters. The And I, I don't know if everybody has the same cycle that I do um, because of, I have a family with kids. I've been in youth ministry for so long. My life is measured in semesters. Um, I don't know if everyone's life is measured in semesters, but I have a feeling that that's just kind of the way it is in the United States. I agree. Yeah, there's there's three three seasons or three movements, at least in my ministry calendar. Fall, spring, which includes the confirmation retreat, and then summer, which is mission trip and conferences. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. It's just fall, spring, summer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the beginning and end of each one of these seasons, it's a great time to invest in your volunteers in a specific way. So at the beginning of the semester, you're investing in them and you may be teaching them or equipping them for that next semester, whatever you're going to be doing. And at the end of the semester, you're celebrating, you know, not just having made it through that semester, but maybe some big wins that you had over that whole season and you're you're thanking them for their time. So what does that look like for you in ministry? 
Uh, the police weren't called this semester, so that's a win. So we celebrate <laughs> that, right? Um, Nobody went to jail. Like, oh, wait. That's not funny anymore. What, what it looks like, that's right. What it looks like for us is um, we, we get together at the end of the semester, and we typically go to someone's house. We actually do a white elephant gift exchange, $10 or less, and it's, it's wild. It's crazy. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but one piece, and I think this is important to note, is we invite to our, what we call it, our core team Christmas party. Okay. Um, we invite spouses as well. We don't yep. invite kids. We invite the spouses, though. And I take time during that when, when I give my little talk or whatever to thank the spouses because Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, those spouses have been uh, kind of single parents for a, a couple of hours or widowed by ministry for a couple of hours. And they make sacrifices as well in supporting their um, their significant, significant other in that so it, that's, that celebration a, that's a huge that's a huge volunteer role for them <laughs> for your youth ministry yeah just just ask our wives you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they, they make sacrifices right. all the time so that we can uh share the gospel in this way and i think that that's a it, it, that's worthy of celebration uh so we do that we we it's a social time as well so it's not like we just get together and say okay it's advent for us as well so let's take some extra time to to pray together and things like that there's moments of prayer there's elements of prayer but there's also libations. Yeah. So tell us about that. I mean, my guess is this is something that your parish invests in. Um, they, they, the parish foots the bill for this celebration. Is that true? Yeah. So for the most part, we actually do have a potluck piece element to it. Okay. But the parish provides the main dish. And so we usually get one of the restaurants around here to cater at the main dish, sometimes fajitas, sometimes other things. But that main dish is, is the big staple. And then everyone will bring a side or, or a drink to share or a dessert. And we have a professional baker on our team. So it's nice. it's so nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then we, we get together and not everyone can make it, but we host the celebration anyways. Um, and that I think that's important that if everyone can, can't make it, don't be discouraged. If only, uh, you know, 30% of your team or your volunteer base can make it, the other 70% that can't make it, know that something was put on for them and that they were appreciated, even though they couldn't go to that, you know. Um, and then the other element in regards to what it looks like is I also give them kind of a Christmas gift. Okay. Um, and I say kind of a Christmas gift because I don't get them like an ornament. So, you know, 2018, <laughs> you, you survived youth ministry or you survived ministry for a, another semester. Um, but I think about when I'm giving them a gift, I want them to uh, have something that will actually help them succeed in the spring semester. Okay. So we've done we've done books in the past, um, and and I don't know how many of them actually got read. You know, you can uh-huh. go to a couple of different places and find books for like a dollar or two dollars a piece and get some really good ones. Uh, we've done uh, some CDs like Lighthouse Catholic Media CDs in hopes that they can just stick them in their car. And, uh, and of course, now our parish has a subscription to that forum.org, so they yep. <laughs> have access to that anyways. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but this year uh, we had well. Actually, I'm not going to share it because this was going to air before our... <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a surprise. <laughs> ...our Advent party. Um, but there was a youth night that was extremely, uh, not controversial, but like really like there were some topics that we wrestled with. And so the resource that I'm giving this year is the gift um, will help equip and empower them to, to kind of answer those questions. Um, and it's directed yeah. towards that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really smart. A, a good way to continue to pour into your volunteers while also... Um, honoring them with a gift, you know, you're equipping them for, and I mean, you're looking at what's, what's going to happen next semester. What are we going to talk about next semester? And you're giving them something, 
I think that would relate to that. Um, and maybe exactly. it's like what you're talking about. You may even be looking back at what y'all did this past the previous semester and saying, hey, guys, we did great with this one particular you know, night or session. But I think we could I think we could learn more. We all know that we, we wanted to learn more. So here's a little bit more information on that or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, giving them a gift, having a, a night social event where you are investing in them. I like that. Is it, is it a longer kind of party thing? Like, do y'all show up at like six and leave at midnight? Like, what does it look like for you guys? It, well, it, 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 there's a, an official start time, but there's not an official stop time. Yeah. So we, we do the same we, thing. Yeah. yeah. We start around six 30 or seven. That way people know dinner's included. Yep. And then typically uh, we start doing the white elephant gift exchange right around eight. And that takes about an hour after that. It's just kind of social until, I'm usually I'm usually one of the last people to leave around eleven, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it's done in someone's home, uh, which I think is a really neat element. It's yeah. not always uh, possible with some of the larger groups and and different things like that, depending on the ministry you lead. Uh, but there's a personal element in that. We won't be hosting this year because we just had a baby. Actually, this is my first recorded podcast as a father of six people. We had all right. Uh, Congratulations, uh, baby, Chris. Baby Stella, yeah, just recently. So um, running on running on fumes in regards to sleep and everything, but it's, it's wonderful. So, yeah, I was, I was about to ask about the venue. Like, where do you do it? Do you do it in the house or at the parish? And I've always done these at someone's house and it doesn't have to be a team member's house. If you end up having, let's say you have 60 people, you know, as your volunteers and all of them say, yeah, we can come that, I mean, I may be, uh, you know, going out on a limb here, but there, there is probably a parishioner that can host that many people at their house. Sure. You know, and, and the pastor may know them or you may know them and you can just simply say, hey, I'd like to really have a celebration with my court, my team at your place. Is that possible? And more than more often than not, I've found them being the parishioners are very happy to help you celebrate the volunteers that make help you do the ministry that you do. It's a little bit easier in the spring semester because the weather is a little bit more conducive to having a backyard and, you know, yep. a living a living area in the in the winter, especially up north, we're we're down in Texas, but up north, it's near impossible to have. Oh yeah, and we'll use my backyard. Just make sure everyone brings thirty layers of clothing, yeah. you know, or well, a lot it, of wine. Yeah, know? up north is a little different too because they. I mean, most homes have basements, and those basements are typically pretty wide open. Um, but yeah, anyway, we don't have to dive into the the venue all that much. Just make sure that you're doing something at the end of each semester, at the end of each, I don't know, transition to. Well, to celebrate, to, to, to mark, to create a moment saying we have done good, we have served the Lord, and we have journeyed here. Because ministry, the gospel itself makes demands. Yep. And ministry is very demanding because you're sharing the gospel while trying to follow the gospel. So that's double demands, you know. Um, one piece in regards to it that I think is helpful is if the pastor or an associate can go ahead and be some part of it, you know. Um, and that could be something as simple as Father, stop by and lead us in the opening blessing have a plate of food and then sneak out Uh, or the rectory sometimes is a little bit bigger for hosting depending on, you know, the parish. So that might be a venue to check out to say, Hey father, would you be open to hosting? I will do everything, but I would love for you to be there just to greet people. And, uh, and that might mean that you start at six and you end at eight 30 so that he can go to bed because there's a lot of demands on pastors. That's right. We've done that. We, we've had the, the Christmas party in, in the rectory before, and it was a really a, a special time. It was really neat. So you've said it a couple of times. You've said it a couple of different ways. You said Christmas party. You said holiday party. And then I actually heard you say Advent party. 
Yes. What would you call this get-together prior to Christmas that's during the Advent season? Yeah, so it's hard. It's kind of, it's, you know, <laughs> we, we have this little thing that we sing, and I'll do it for you. Advent is a time to wait, not quite time to celebrate. Light the candles one by one till the Advent time is done. Christmas Day will soon be here. Time for joy and time for cheer. And so does it make sense to celebrate Christmas prior to Kyle just love that. We've got Kyle <laughs> in on this just observing. He absolutely just loved my singing. But we've got Christmas, but it's it's the, not yet. We're in the Advent season, and it's a time of anticipation and waiting. And yeah, but everybody, I don't know anyone that has Christmas parties during Christmas season. I mean, for those of y'all that know, Christmas season is after the Christmas day. You, there's 12 you, you, days. Yeah, there's my family, yeah. my family doesn't decorate the tree proper until Christmas. Yeah. Um, and that's that's one of the things that we've done for years just to kind of recognize that season. And then we eat ice cream for 12 consecutive days. But, um, <laughs> but, and I've had, you know, um, Recently, within the last couple of years, we had a, a, a new pastor in one of our parishes, and he was really adamant. He said, you cannot call it a Christmas party. If you're having your party during Advent, it absolutely must be an Advent party. Right. And or like, an end of the semester party, but I'd prefer yeah. to call it an Advent party, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we've so, we've but, always called them Christmas parties, um, and I don't know if that's, yeah, you know, so that's, we have Christmas parties during Advent. Well, when you're shopping, right, and, and the person says, okay, have a Merry Christmas, and you're like, I'll have a Merry Advent. Thank you very much. Like, how, <laughs> yeah. how scrupulous should we be? Yeah. Um, I, I think it really just kind of depends. But it, it's true. There is that sort of sense that we're still waiting and anticipating. And so is this moment, this Advent party, this end of the semester celebration in the fall semester, does it create an opportunity to further prepare – further prepare them for Christmas, for that Christmas celebration? Yeah. Um, or, or is it just an opportunity to recruit ushers for the, the children's mass, at, you know, <laughs> at 4 o'clock on Christmas Eve or whatever? I don't yeah. know. All right. So this Christmas break um, that's coming up, fall break, winter break, whatever you call it. It's not fall break. It's winter or Christmas. It's um, Christmas break. What do you... What do you do during that time? Is this is this vacation for those of us in ministry? Is it ministry leaders, hey, I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to get on my Xbox. I'm going to play video games for 24-7, and, and I'm taking the time off. Is that what this should be? Uh, or maybe no. you and me. We can play Red Dead Redemption for 24-7, but everybody else out there, what should they do? Right. So, no, this. I mean, it's there's a tension, right? And so as ministry leaders, if we're leading a ministry and there's a break in it, does that mean we get to take a break? I think it's necessary for ministry leaders to take a break, to take a breath. Jesus withdrew to pray, and that's okay. But I also think that our ministry doesn't necessarily stop. And so I would encourage, even if you're a, a Catholic school teacher, you know, and your ministry is a campus ministry at the Catholic school or something along those lines, I think it still creates a unique opportunity to minister in a different way. I would encourage you as a ministry leader during this quote-unquote break when you're not having your regular sessions to do a couple of things. One, to take time for yourself. And I would put that at the top. And if that means you on a Sunday night when you normally do your ministry or on a you know Wednesday evening when you normally do your ministry, go in and go to the chapel instead of the youth room or go to the chapel instead of the activity center or the education building, whatever it is. Go in and go and take some time to pray. Pick up a book, something that you've been wanting to pour into yourself with um, even if it's like you're just going to find the YouTube videos or a, a, a Facebook group, 
like Ministry Leaders Anonymous Facebook group hey. to go ahead and, and have some healthy discussion. But the other piece is to go ahead and take some time to pour into the ministry leaders that you serve with because that creates a unique opportunity. So there's a couple of weeks of break. Try at least once a week to sit down and have lunch with someone. Yep. You know, it's probably going to be hard to schedule it with, uh, with but hopefully you have enough volunteers to where, okay, this person's in town this week, this person's out of town. And make it happen because breaking bread with people and making it more personal all of a sudden leads to when those demands are made later on in the semester, you know that your uh, brothers and sisters in Christ are being together. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the three challenges that you would put out there for everybody, you know, invest in yourself by praying more, right? You take time some, for you. Take yeah. some time for you. Um, learn something like because during the semester and Chris and I do this all the time during some busy times, we're still listening to audiobooks, you know, and stuff like that. We have these great ideas and we want to implement them, but so much stuff is already moving. It's not the right time to, to, to implement that right then and there. You know, maybe we need to take the time over the Christmas break, read a book, think about how we're going to implement something and then implement it. One of them being the one you sent me two days ago that I really love, which is what? What's it called? The Power of Moments. The Power of Moments. And that's one of the things that we were kind of talking about with regards to the end of a semester. You know, having a celebration, you know, that's that's a moment that you have a chance to monopolize on and and highlight all of the effort that has gone into that semester. Make a moment out of that. And so that's right. one of the, the that's the power of moments is, is a great book to read over the break. Think about how you might be able to implement that book in the next semester. Use this break to plan that because you can't really do that during the busyness of a semester. Well, and, and I, then, I need I need you to hear this part. Actually, maybe take some time to discern it because hey. you are the energizer bunny, Matt Rice. And so you just <laughs> are like, hey, this is a great idea. Let's go ahead and move on it. And it's like maybe we just need to take some more time to. To, to implement it. I'm like, we need to take time to discern it because there are a hundred great ideas, but you can probably only execute on three or four of them at a given time. Yep. Um, and Matt Rice wants to execute on 30 or 40 of them at a given time. And it's sometimes <laughs> hey, exhausting. I'm getting better. You know? I've been getting a lot better. You have, you have. Amen <laughs> to that. But uh, just saying, I just gave you a new book and now all of a sudden it's like, boom, your mind is exploding. And then we got another Vimify situation on our hands. So... Um, anyways, moving um, on. Sorry, yes. the, the the third component. Um, you're gonna have to remind me of it because now you've sidetracked my brain. Get, get personal with a, yeah, with yeah, a volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Pour yeah. into some volunteers. Yeah, and not just volunteers. That was one of the things I want to add to is, is not just your volunteers, but your parish staff and maybe neighboring parish staff as well. Well, and if, here's another unique thing: you can also pour into individuals. So let's let's go ahead and say there's a family that's uh, journeying through, and they've got three kids in. RCIA or First Communion or something along those lines to go ahead and make some gingerbread men and go over to their house and say, hey, got a gallon of milk and some cookies. Let's go ahead and uh, sit down for a bit. And you can actually have a different style of ministry to those that maybe need a little bit more pouring into or those that God has called kind of to your inner circle. I think when we minister, um, we, we need to look at Jesus. And Jesus had the, the 12. He had the multitudes, right? And the multitudes, yep. uh, those are all the people that we serve, maybe in our parish that we're called to be living witnesses to. But then he had his 12, kind of his small group. And even within his small group, he had Peter, James, and John, who he poured into more. Peter, James, and John, whoever those people are, whether they're uh, parents in, in the ministry, whether they're youth in the ministry or different uh, participants in your ministry, maybe you pour into over the break, Peter, James, and John, and you sit down for 
a Starbucks coffee or or a non-Starbucks coffee, just a coffee. <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned a brand. Or go get a, a milkshake or something like that uh, or Christmas cookies and, and do something like that to the Peter, James, and John in your ministry, in your life, in your circle of influence. I like that idea. I mean, picking a family, um, most of us in ministry have the people that are in our ministries are part of families. Pick a family and say, hey, you know, I'd like to come have dinner with you and your family, or I would like to invite your whole family over to my house, you know, for dinner, just to get to know all of y'all a little bit better. Um, I like that idea. I like that a lot. All right, Chris, so what are you going to do over this break? Other than, obviously, get as much sleep as you can because y'all just had a baby and help (laughs) Kendra with the kiddos, but what? We, we, we were blessed. Uh, as I as I kind of exited the office, I got a text message. Hey, this person volunteered to ho- host the, the core team. Uh, now I don't know whether to say Advent or Christmas party, the core team party, <laughs> you know. And so so I'm really excited about that. I am looking forward to some infrastructure in regards to our spring semester. There are some things that I want to put in place, and I'm looking forward to downtime there. And I do. I want, There's... There's a couple of restaurants right near the church, and what I like to do is invite some teens to daily mass, and then right after the the noon daily mass, to go out and grab a hamburger. And so that's that's my plan in regards to kind of maximizing my quote unquote ministry time um, over over the break. What that's about great. you, Matt? That's awesome. Our, our my ministry is a little bit different just because I don't know I feel like I'm behind the scenes running you know the organization more than face to face with with young people. Um, like one one of the things that's going to be big this break is and maybe it's a rest time, but I haven't we haven't done a, a big family vacation in a long time, and so we're going to be gone for like five or six days, mm-hmm. which will be great, you know in. I, sometimes I think I'm a little lazy, you know, and I feel guilty about that as a dad. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, that's too much work. I don't want to do that. But then I think about it and I, I think back to when I was in high school and my parents did, you know, some some big event things with our whole family where we went and spent th- four or five days away. And my son's a freshman. My oldest is a freshman. And if I wait too long, you know, we've got four, four, four more years with this kid, you know, yeah. in our house. If I wait too long, then he's not going to have anything like that. And so that's something that I'm excited about this Christmas break. Excellent. Well, you guys, as we wrap up, we want to hear from you. What is one thing that on a break, whenever you hear a break, you're like, I cannot wait until this break so that I can X, Y, or Z. Some of us, it might be see the bottom of my desk again, right? <laughs> yeah, if you got the everything off, the paper. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes it's cleaning and organizing and you're like, it's just so therapeutic to be able to crank the tunes and do that. And part of it is sometimes in the office, if you work in an office, a church office or something like that, there's fewer people and it actually creates opportunity to do some of those things. I can print all of my programs for this or whatever it is without having to compete for the copy machine. Let us know. Um, go ahead to Ministry Leaders Anonymous uh, at the Facebook group and let us know what you do. Um, we can't wait to hear from you in regards to that. Uh, but also find some time to do those three things. One, pour into yourself. When we say pour into yourself, it's not just take a rest, but also rest in the Lord. Find yourself reconnecting with God. Um, the second thing is second one is, something new. is find a book. We're going to do this cute couple thing now here at the end, Chris. We're going to alternate. Find a book. Find some sort of resource to to read to <laughs> to grow in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I am getting tired. I don't know what's going on, guys. I my brain is losing it. Go, Chris. <laughs> and the third thing would be to uh, connect relationally, like through uh, a meal or some other way with other volunteers that you serve or parish staff that you serve with. Oh guys, we are, we have had a lot of fun on today's show. Um, hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. 
You guys know to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, all that stuff, mlapodcast.com. Shoot us an email, mla at ablazeyouth.org. You guys, here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. So- Take some time. <laughs> wow. Guys, take some time this week to, uh, to pray for each other, to plan for your break. Do something good for yourself. Do something good for your team. If you're still listening, let us know. Email us, mla at ablazeyouth.org. Please let us know if you'd like the outro, because now we're all nervous. Someone's like, it sounds too scripted, and they like they gave us this insecurity complex. And so now Matt isn't saying anything, even though we literally have a script. I feel like there's a pattern or a rhythm, and that's healthy. It's okay. Like, every mass sounds the same, feels the same, but it's dynamically different. So please let us know if you're good with the outro, or if you prefer us just laughing at each other. And I like to mess with Chris on the fly sometimes just to see what he does. I know that he was expecting me to jump in with the next line. And then when I didn't, just to see him just on the fly, pick it up. It was just a lot of fun, guys. I'm sorry like at your expense to mess with Chris. I am so type A. And I think God <laughs> built me that way for a reason, Matt. All right. We love you guys, listener. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. God bless.